What's going on, guys? It's Nick here. Back with another video. It's Saturday. It's time to take a look at my favorite underdog picks this week. We finally have a 20 to 1 to go over this week. It had been a few weeks where I didn't really find one that I like. And my favorite two picks are actually part of the 20 to 1, so we're just going to hop right in to that one. This week, we are stacking up the Steelers at Rams game. Now, I don't necessarily think this game's going to shoot out and be like a 40 to 34 game or anything like that. Obviously, that sort of outcome is possible, you know, overtime is possible. But the real reason I want to stack this game is because we know exactly where the volume is coming from on the Rams side. Kyron Williams, Ronnie Rivers, they're out this week. So the Rams are going to be going with some combination of Zach Evans, Darrell Henderson, Royce Freeman, Miles Gaskin. I'm not even sure the Rams know at this point what combo they're rolling out there. Not all of them will be active. I would imagine Evans is active. I think Royce Freeman will be active and then probably one of Henderson or Gaskin. But who really knows? It could really be any combination of those three. Uh, but the biggest thing is that is not exactly an elite group of running backs. And I simply refuse to believe that Sean McVay is going to trust any of them to handle a large workload. And even as a unit, he can't be looking at this game being like, yep, got to get these running backs 25 touches, right? I don't think that's going to happen. And so if the Rams were already top 10 in pass rate over expectation and are now down to four very, very mediocre, very, very bad running backs, I have to think that you know these running backs who have combined for six total offensive snaps this season, all four of them combined, are not going to be a large part of the game plan. I think the solution to we've got our top two backs out, you know, how are we going to fill that void is let's just turn a lot of those carries into pass attempts. And given that Stafford has already attempted at least 33 pass attempts in all but one game this season, he's hit 40 in a game, 55 in a game already, I'm thinking we should project him north of 40 pass attempts this week. That makes us an elite stack because the target share is also incredibly condensed. This is not a team that goes out there and has 9, 10, 11 players getting a target. We know that only like 5 or 6 players this week are going to receive a target on the Rams, with 4 of them seeing almost all of those. The foursome of Cup, Puka, Higby, and Tutu have seen 92% and 95% of the team's targets since Cooper Cup returned. Cup has 21 Puka has 18, Higby has 8, Tutu has 4, all other players combined have 4. So if we're right here, you know, and the solution to having, you know, awful running back core and running backs that just joined the team now, none of them have ever been part of the game plan. Having that, if the solution is we're just going to throw the ball a ton, we're going to see monster numbers from these Rams pass catchers this week because of that 21 is going to be Matthew Stafford higher than 264 and a half passing yards. You could take the pass attempts number. I don't even know what it is off the top of my head. I probably like it in a vacuum the same, but if we're also going to be taking the yards numbers on the pass catchers, you want to take the yards number on Stafford. You want to match those two up. So if you were taking the reception total, like not yards, but the actual receptions total on Cup, Puga Higby, we'll talk about, um, you would take the pass attempts or completions for Stafford. You want to correlate those two. But since we're taking the passing yards here, we're taking the receiving yards as well. Cup, uh, 89 and a half receiving yards. Puka, 59 and a half receiving yards. Tyler Higby, 
over 26 and a half receiving yards. And then I threw on Deontay Johnson higher than four receptions. You could use Tutu instead of Deontay Johnson, but Tutu's target share, as we kind of went over there, is a little bit lower since, well, a lot lower since cup return, but it's a little bit lower than I'd really like. Even if we saw elevated pass attempts, there's no guarantee that he's going higher than his number. Uh, and I figured four pass catchers was also a lot for all four of them to have really good games. And not even really good games, just to you know, go over their underdog projection. But I just didn't want four pass catchers on one side. So I figured having a player on the other side, on the Steelers side, made a little bit more sense. And if you look at the game logs for Deontay Johnson, he goes over for a lot. He's a target hog. He should be good to go this week. He was kind of good to go last week. So he should be totally fine. Um, so you can do either one. If you would prefer to just have Tutu, you can do that. If you prefer to have Deontay, you can do that. You can even mix it up if you're like, no, Nick. I love Tutu. You know, I want him instead of Higby. I'm fine with that. I think the most important ones are Stafford, Cup, and Puka. So you can do those. Or you can sign up for your first Underdog account today or follow at Underdog Picks on Twitter. Both of those will get you a free special. That's basically a free square. So a player with an over-under of like 0.25 or 0.5 total yards. It'll have like a 99.9% chance of hitting the higher on that. If you sign up for your first account today using promo code FFA, you'll get that free square immediately into your account along with access to all my underdog picks uh, the following morning. Plus, they'll double your first deposit up to $500. So if you go that route, that's what you're getting. If you go the route of following at underdog picks, you're going to have to wait for them to post a flash special, and then you'll have an hour to place the picks using it. So I would just follow them on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, then sometime on Saturday or Sunday morning, they're going to post a special for an hour. You'll get that to your phone, go into the lobby, take that special along with the four we talked about, the four I would personally use is Stafford, Cup, Puka, and Higby. But again, if you wanted to throw out Higby there, put in Deontay Johnson, that is also fine. So that's the 21 this week. How about some solo picks? I really like Josh Allen, lower than 253.5 passing yards, and Stephon Diggs, lower than 83.5 receiving yards. Patriots have faced A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Garrett Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Jacoby Myers this season. So far to date, only Jalen Waddell has had higher than 83.5 receiving yards, and he only had 86. And they've been especially good at stopping opposing wide receiver ones, holding A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Olave, and Devontae Adams to an average of 40 receiving yards per game. And if you look at the quarterbacks, it's the same. Only Dak has had higher than 253.5 against them, and quarterbacks have thrown for an average of 202 yards per game against them. Again, that's despite facing really good passing offenses. The game is also in New England. The conditions look a little bit windy this weekend, and so it's just not a great spot in general for either. And I would take both to have that correlation. You know, if Allen goes way under. He only has 200 passing yards. Now it's even more likely that Stephon Diggs is not going higher than his. Take the lower on both. Another one I like is Gardner Minshew, lower than 216 and a half passing yards. Um, we've been avoiding the Browns defense 
all season. And I don't really see a reason to stop this week. Uh, I mean, they just shut down the 49ers. Like, we were talking about the 49ers last week being like, are they just matchup proof? Like, even against good defenses, they've seen the gun off. And then they roll into the Browns and they get completely shut down. Uh, Cleveland has somehow only allowed 121 passing yards per game this season. That is 42 passing yards less per game than the second best team. That's absolutely incredible. And while they've had some easy matchups kind of thrown in there, it's pretty hard to look at what they've allowed and be like, yeah, I want to take Gardner Minshew against that. I mean, the most they allowed was to Kenny Pickett, 222 yards, which would have gone higher than the 216 and a half. But that was also because George Pickens had that 71-yard touchdown in week two. So we really are asking Minshew here to have the best day of the season against the Browns. I don't see that happening. I would take lower. And I would honestly add in Pittman. Like Pittman's the most likely to kind of get him there. He's their top receiver. It is a horrific matchup for wide receivers. 60 and a half yards for Pittman is way too high. That should realistically probably be under 50 this week. Uh, I You just got to take lower on that as well. Take both of them. Mixing in some hires. We've been doing a lot more lowers this week. Uh, how about Ken Walker? Higher than 0.5 touchdowns. He's had a touchdown in four straight games. Uh, he's more than a touchdown home favorite, so a great spot for running backs there. Uh, Cardinals defense ranks 25th in rush defense DVOA. I actually have him projected for 1.05 total touchdowns. I think it's like 0.9 rushing and 1.05 receiving. Obviously, you can't have 0.9 touchdowns, but... It means he's really likely to score a touchdown either on the ground or through the air this week. DK has him scoring at minus 185. So you're getting really good value. You should kind of assume uh, that these projections for underdog are around like minus 125. That's kind of what it grades out to. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely take higher than 0.5 total touchdowns for Ken Walker. I'd also take Austin Eckler higher than 33 and a half receiving yards. Eckler returned to his usual snap share last week. He looked healthy, so I'm not concerned about like a re-aggravation of the injury. Um, they do have a difficult matchup, right? They take on the Chiefs in Arrowhead. That's a brutal spot to play. But Casey's also really good at stopping opposing wide receiver ones. And if we look at you know the talent, I don't want to say the talent. Let's say the opportunity drop-off. I mean, Keenan Allen's your best player. But I don't think it's a huge drop-off in talent from Keenan Allen to Austin Eckler. I feel like positionally they're kind of similar. But the point being, if we look at this offense, everything kind of flows through Keenan Allen in the passing game. So if KC is able to stop that, we've got a huge drop down to everyone else being like, you know, who else are they throwing to? You know, if Herbert's going to try and throw for around 250 passing yards this week and Keenan Allen's being taken out of the game, they've got Palmer, they've got these tight ends, they have Quentin Johnson, they just don't feel like using him very much and he's kind of been slow to develop. There's probably going to be a lot of dump-offs to Austin Eckler. He's got a 15.7% target share on the season, which, given that, is enough for him to go higher than the 33.5 yards. But if we look at the two games he's played, I mean, in one of them he got hurt, and one of them he was coming off of the injury, right? So he doesn't even have a week yet where he goes into it fully healthy, and then he exits the game fully healthy, and we've seen it before. Like he's fully capable of racking up 7 to 8 targets, but he's also capable of racking up 9 to 10 receptions. So I think that happens. Absolutely not. But he could pretty easily get to seven or eight targets this week. That should be enough for him to go higher than 33 and a half receiving yards. Going back to the Seattle game and back to picking lowers. 
Uh, Keontae Ingram, lower than 38.5 rushing yards. Seattle is first in both rush defense DVOA and yards per carry allowed. Plus, if we look at, you know, Arizona, number one, they weren't even a great rushing offense to begin with. But now they don't have James Conner. They're rolling out a three running back committee, plus Dobbs had seven carries last week, plus Rondell Moore had three carries last week. So we've got five players potentially seeing carries in a spot against a team that is first in rush defensive away, first in yards per carry allowed. Like it is not a good spot for the running backs. If five people are getting carries against them, why would we want to be taking higher on on the rushing yards of some of these running backs? Um, also, if we look at the stats last week, Arizona ran 73 offensive plays. That's probably not going to happen again. I mean, it, it definitely can if they're playing from behind the whole game. They play really fast and they have some success. But I don't think they're going to have a ton of success this week. And given that going into last week's game, they were only averaging 59 plays per game. They spiked to 73. It's probably going to come back down. If that comes down, tougher matchup, bunch of people getting touches, I think it's pretty easy to take lower on that number. Then finally... Uh, when the world gives you 0.5 interceptions as a line for Mac Jones, uh, taking the higher is uh, a pretty good move. DK has this one at minus 160 as well. So another spot where you're getting really good value there. Um, I have him projected to throw 1.01 interceptions. So it's similar to the Ken Walker line, right? Like obviously it's very binary. It's not going to be 0.9. It's going to be 0, 1, 2. Like it's going to be those hard numbers, but it's definitely a good spot knowing like he's you know, going to throw an interception more than 50% of the time in this spot. So not a lot to happen, but a good pick. Uh, Patriots been just a disaster this season. And to be fair, it's not all on Mac. The coaching staff hasn't been great. The offensive line has fallen apart. None of his receivers are getting open. But with that being said, he's thrown an interception in five of six games. The Bills have forced an interception in four of six games. He has seven interceptions in five career games against the Buffalo Bills. So again, not a lock, but pretty likely he's going to throw a pick this week. So those are 13 picks that I like this week. I have 31 up on my website. So if you want to check those out, do so. If you want to gain access as well, or you want that free square on underdog this week, all you have to do is sign up for your first underdog account today using promo code FFA, make a minimum $10 deposit. That is it. They will double that deposit up to $500. They'll give you that free special. And then I'll email you login information to my site the following morning. You'll get my underdog picks every week. You'll get my weekly running back and wide receiver report. And you get access to a bunch of advanced stats. You can filter by week, by season in that as well. So good luck to everyone this weekend. That, my friends, is it. This one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button? How about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.